Welcome to the 80th edition. Of I'm going home, going to bed. Justin Barger and Josh Jones recording this uh, episode. Tuesday, January the 5th. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! As soon as I pour my drink here, I'll uh, cheers you to that. Might have been a little stout, but it's okay. It's been two weeks. I'm just going to drink this straight. Go ahead. I got vodka with my Kool-Aid, by the way. Ah. Yeah. I'll, I'll dive into that in a minute. Yeah, we got some. Uh, we're drinking some eighty proof, early times, early times whiskey. No, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, early times when W's basketball season was exciting. We were looking forward to it. It was the only thing we talked about. We couldn't wait for football season to get over. But uh, what time? Is, when spring practice begin? Oh man! <laughs> but we've seen some encouraging things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, I do want to mention that. Uh, you know, we didn't do our podcast this week because of personal issues on my end. But uh, well, I jammed us up Tuesday, and I can't remember why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had game night or something? Oh, that's right. We had that's game night. That's right. <laughs> game night. Did you win? It would been worth it. Uh, yes, uh, we did. It was me and Ethan against Courtney and Jana playing some MTV game Jana got for Christmas, which was actually pretty fun. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good deal. But, uh, uh, so I posted <laughs> on the face place. We got more views from that than we do for our show. And I told you, I said, yo, people must be more excited when we don't broadcast than when we do. That's what, exactly. Thank God I'm listening to those assholes this week. Yeah. <laughs> Let me like this so they can just summarize what they're going to talk about. I don't have to fucking listen to them. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You text me, you're like, hey, man, we got 140-something views. I was like, from who? Yes. <laughs> it was like 300-something last time I checked. Damn. Yeah. We get like 20. When it comes to show. Those of you late to the party, welcome. <laughs> welcome aboard the train. Keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. I think it was the algorithm and it picked up that part where we're talking about how you uh, uh, went out to the Owls Club with family and it's like, well, the world needs to know about that. It was on a loop. Yeah, we need to make sure that everybody in Josh's friend group sees that. Yeah, because a lot of things have happened both on and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> in the last... In the last two weeks, not the least of which was I went to church. Wait, okay, show's over. No. See us. I okay. did. I did. I don't believe you. I did. I did. I, but how long was your confession? I went. I didn't go to confession. I just went to church. Well, my nephew called me out in front of everybody at Christmas dinner. That was the problem. Because <laughs> everybody's in there opening presents, and Kate goes, "Justin, we're gonna see you at church tonight." And I was like, "You fuck." <laughs> wait, wait. Was it virtual church? So you were just like in the no, home with a college shirt and underwear? I was in church. <laughs> in church. Tom Booth was the first one I saw when I walked oh, out. Oh, man, I can't imagine the words that came out of his mouth. We saw you come walking out. When I got outside the church after the service was over, I told Dad, I said, see, everything's still standing. <laughs> you know, I thought I, heard, I thought I felt a rumble in the force. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. When I was coming out, I saw Brett leaving in his Rubicon. I flagged him down. I was like, look, I'm here. <laughs> He's like, I saw you. I said a prayer for you, big guy. He said, I also was looking up to make sure the beans weren't cracking. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. And, of course, I left there and went to Elliot's, but that's another story. Even better. Yeah. So we well, went. you are a good Catholic. Yes. That's what we do best. Yes. <laughs> so I was there for a little bit Christmas Eve there, and then did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was actually, I told Dad, it was... There was, I never felt stressed or rushed. Usually Christmas morning is just, you know, with the kids and everything, just and usually up late night trying to put something together and just like, this is miserable. But I had already put together 
Evelyn's stuff before Christmas. So all I had to do was get it out of the basement. <laughs> so I was I was ready. Good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so I got got up, put everything out, and went to bed, got a decent night's sleep. We had to wake Isaac up, which was amazing. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So we had to wake him up at nine, and then we did our thing there. We went over to Tasha's parents, and we went to uh, Dad's, and that's it. And we were home by like five. It was yeah. it was good. It wasn't stressful. We always do it on while the kids are older now, so we just do it. Do it on Christmas Eve, so by three o'clock Christmas Eve, I'm smooth sailing. <laughs> Free to come and go. Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes well, it makes it a lot easier when when uh, Jenna doesn't know or knows everything she's getting already. So it's a little like it's a big surprise. Yeah, yeah. I was, my Christmas shopping consisted of Jenna put something in the cart and let me know when it's time to check out. <laughs> it was like ten four, Dad. <laughs> So then, uh, of course, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, the big thing was two days after Christmas. Garrett had never been to the house club. Yep. So I was like, well, we've got to take him to the house club. So Christmas Day night, I went to Alex for a little while, and then I came back here. No, they had actually a pretty good crowd Christmas Day. I was surprised. Um, so Saturday, Luke texted me, 2 o'clock. Hey, man, you trying to go grab something to eat? Maybe grab a beer? I was like, all right. So we met at Elliot's at 2. <laughs> So I texted Garrett, and I was like, hey, man, we're out. He's like, all right, me and my buddies are coming out there. So about five, here comes his mother and father-in-law. Oh, good question. So they're sitting out there. So I'm sitting there with them. Well, then here comes Garrett and his buddies. Well, then Lady shows up. Garrett's on one side of the bar. Lady's on the other. And I'm like, I'm talking to Denny and Tammy. And I walked in there. I was like, dude, you better go down there and holler at your girl. I was like, trust me, coming from somebody who's divorced and disengaged, yeah. you might want to get your hollering hand up for a minute. So he goes down there and does that or whatever. So we stayed till probably about 8 or 8.30. Luke and them left early. So then I went to pick Luke up, take them to the house club. Derek and his buddies come to the house club. About 10.30 or so. So I called Fess. What are you doing? Nothing. I was like, well, I texted her. She didn't respond. I was like, come on out. Come on. I said, no, nah, I ain't coming out. I ain't been shot. I said, Garrett's out. He just wants to see you. He never gets to see you. Oh, I oh man. So about 30 you minutes. You're going to mess with my 30 minutes, 30 minutes later, she texts me. I'm on my way, you fucker. Layton's going to drop me off. So, That's a lot of arm twisting. So he dropped her off. So I ended up taking her and Luke home. <laughs> Good God, man. We left it to a 12-hour shift. We That's left it to 2.30. <laughs> I wasn't that was club crowded. There was probably 30 or 35 that people there. The last time I went, there was people there. There was a couple people Garrett graduated with that were in there. Now, yeah, well, see, when we went, there was a whole team. And Kevin Poff was in there. I, mean, I graduated with Kevin. Yeah. He was in there. Jeez, I saw it, Will. He used to cook at Elliot's. He was, I mean, there was a bunch of people in there. I was surprised. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So we had a good time. It was a 12-hour shift, though. <laughs> Yeah, and New Year's Eve, I just, I laid low. I, I did go out, we'll talk about the bowl game, but I, I did go out and watch the bowl game, broke protocol. Um, I was shocked by that. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. But it was an early game, and I thought, well, I'm just going to sit here by myself. I might as well. I just, I don't like being on the road New Year's Eve. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Absolutely. But, so I, the game was at four, so I went out there, and of course Booth was there, Rick Brown, and Goat Billy came out mm-hmm. there, and uh, I mean, it was good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was good. We had a, we had a large time, so. Good deal. So uh, I was asleep because you know I started drinking. The game started. I started like cracking beer. It was, I think I texted that day. I was, my first beer was right before the game, and uh, but I drank a lot during the game. Cause I, I wasn't nervous at the beginning of it, but then by halftime I was irritated. Booth and I were splitting buckets. And <laughs> I got to the point where I told him I was like, "This is why 
I don't come exactly. out of the bubble. Exactly. I mean, I'm beating on the table. I mean, I'm trying. But then you get buzzed up and you forget where you are. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, fuck. You know? And they're like, Justin, it's just the guy. I was like, yeah, this is why I don't come out. You yeah. fuckers always tell me, oh, you come out watching it. This is why. That's what Tash has liked with the Washington Oklahoma State game. She's like, I don't know why you're so upset. I was like, we fucking suck. I was like, you spent all year. It's been your whole life being a Mountaineer fan. And you get all excited, and then you get shit on as a Mountaineer fan. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, I get that completely. Yeah, and, uh, I, well, we were in bed at ten o'clock. New Year's Eve. The only person who made it to midnight was Isaac. Good for him. He stayed up till midnight. He came, he came in the room at uh, at eleven fifty five. Was like, Josh, you want to get up and watch the ball drop? And I was like, Isaac, too tired. Too tired. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to sleep here. And me, Evelyn, and Tash, we were all sleeping in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a sign of old age. That is a sign of old age. Yeah. Just exactly right. I woke up early and refreshed on New oh, Year's Day there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have hung over because when I got home after the beer, I started drinking liquor. That was a mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. Oh, yeah. They'll do it. Didn't stop me from going out and watching the games that night. But <laughs> another story. So, all right, so since the last time we got together, we had two different opponents. We ended up with Army <laughs> in the Liberty Bowl, 24-21. Kendall brought us back just like we knew he would. <laughs> Just like we drew it up. It's like we knew it was going to happen. Yep. So all along. It was uh, just a matter of time. And, I mean, I, I don't really know what all to say other than, I mean, the, the defense, I mean, I thought Tonkery played played well. He was flying around the Steelers. Well, boys played great. Steelers brothers played well. Domenico. Daggy probably made Domico. the dumbest football play I may have ever seen. It, it's very, it really will go down to history. It's one of the dumbest I can remember in West Virginia history. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what he was doing. I have no idea. And it wasn't like he thought about grounding it at the feet, but then he decided not. I still don't know what. He, I have no idea what he was thinking. Mm. And then he comes back in. We still got what forty seconds left to go, and he he takes a terrible sack. I mean, he just that whole that whole first half he played was just was dreadful. You I mean, can tell, just, listen, because I took my earphones to the bar, uh-huh. and I was listening to Tony the whole time. And I was like, I don't care. What, I ain't listening, to y'all. I'm listening mm-hmm. to my boy, even though Tony was behind. Oh, that's weird. Well, yeah, because the yeah. TV was ahead. Yeah. But um, you could tell listening to the halftime interview, he was yanking him. Yeah. I mean, you could tell. And then I, when they, they said, they said, Kendall's coming in. And, I mean, to Kendall's credit, I mean, he he came in, he battled, and our receivers, once again, dropped passes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know T.J. Simmons caught two touchdowns, but I'm I'm glad he's I'm glad he's gone. Uh, they said that it was on maybe been on three guys, but they were like, you know, if 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 that's not fixed by next year, you gotta get new players. You can't you can't keep dropping passes. You just can't do it. Well, luckily T.J. Simmons, who was the worst the last couple games, is gone. Yeah, he's so I'm worried about him dropping our passes. But we're still we're all. Let me ask this question. I, I had this down here too. He only got in probably significant snaps, probably three games this year, and that's Sam Brown. And every time he was in, he threw the ball, he caught it. He caught it. And he did great in the first half, but I don't think he threw it to him in the second. I don't understand. Uh, he, he had like two series in a row. He was great. I don't, I don't either. And then I, we haven't seen Reed Smith for about four games, and he makes the most critical play of the game yeah, on a two-point conversion. Well, I mean, not the most critical, <laughs> yeah. but one up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I, it's it's weird because it was, it was a combination of you could tell we wanted to win, which is the reason why we didn't bring in uh, Garrett Green. And they talked about that, and one of the reasons why – they brought in Kendall instead of Garrett Green because Garrett Green is right now athletic and he's a gamer, but he's not a polished passer yet. And Army was doing a really good job of stopping that run because the offensive line was miserable again. So we needed to pass the ball. That's the reason why 
Browns had to go to Kendall's. He wanted and, to win. I mean, and realistically, you look at the stats. I mean, Kendall was eight of seventeen. Yeah. It ain't like he lit it up no, either. No. But he made plays when he needed to. He made to. plays when he needed yeah, to. Exactly. You know, and we we got the win. So Brown is now eleven and eleven. Ended the season on the win. Big Twelve ended five and zero. ACC ended zero and six, which is great. Of course, Kendall, I mean, we knew he wasn't coming back. But he's in the portal today. I do want to say this. I want to tip my cap to Darius Steeles. Yeah. Because I think he is now becoming one of my favorite Mountaineers of all time. Because if there was ever a kid who, in, in this day and age, and you know we've debated before about it, I don't like the opt-out shit. Mm-hmm. And you watch that kid and you could tell that even though that was a Liberty Bowl, that meant something to him. It meant something to him. He wouldn't win the post-game we were sitting on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, he wanted to play with his brother. I mean, I, I just gained. I mean, I respected him before, but I mean, to see him say, you know what, I'm playing a team, and, and he may be a second round pick, third round. I mean, who knows? They said Belichick was at that game. I don't know, but playing a team that's going to cut your knees. A lot, that's the thing. He knew after Tennessee Bell and his army. I would have not surprised if he said, you know what, this isn't the game for me. I don't. I want to. I'm going to the NFL. The fact that he. Stuck through it and it played so well. Played so I mean, well. He, he didn't get the tackles, but he disrupted them. There were so many times him and Dante were just manhandling that center. Yeah. I mean, just manhandling that poor yeah, guy. I was, I was, what a great, what, I mean, I know it was Army and I know we we're in the Liberty Bowl, but it was, it was great to see his career come to an end like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, mean, and, I, I would and, like to have won by 30 points, but to, to pull it out the way we did, him to play like he did. And to throw it all on the line like that, I mean, you got to – I just – I got mad, mad respect for Yeah. Do you know he was the first ever Mountaineer defensive lineman to be first-team all, uh, AP All-American? Did he end up being consensus? I know he had three. He, he, he had – But I don't know if one of those three you was have to you be, had to get on. You have to be three – Out of five. You have to be three on first team and then named to one of the teams on the other two. But there's certain – there's one or two publications, yeah. I think, that don't it's, sector into that. Yeah, it's like Sporting News – AP, I can't remember either. But he's yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, he's he might be. I don't know yet. Yeah. And Tyke Smith got second to <coughs> yeah. which was good. So, and apparently, the reason why he didn't play much was he had a hand injury. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's good. We're 4 0 on New Year's Eve, believe it or not. I saw that. We were 3 0 going into that game. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that two, either. Two of the other ones were the Blue Bonnet Bowl and the Peach Bowl in 75. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Neil Brown's undefeated in bowl games. Yeah. We held Army in 182 yards rushing, which is 100 yards below mm-hmm. their average, so that was good. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, no, hey. we, we weren't in the playoffs, but we ended the season on a high note. Exactly. You know, you, I was reading a little bit today, the grand teams and bowls, and the game was like a B because, you know, it said, you know, we should have probably done better running the bowl. Because the undersized army defense, we ain't had above a D since 2015. Yeah, but they said a win is a win, especially when on short nose against a team is tough to prepare for. Yeah, and most most teams have the entire offseason. They know they're gonna play them next year, so run packages in the spring, you know, or gear up ready for it in the in the in the fall practices. We didn't have that nope. luxury, you know. <laughs> we had ten days. Yeah. You know, that's just barely more than what you normally have for a regular game. So, yeah, so, so hats off to those kids. <coughs> Absolutely. For sure. So, and then to, to to go off of that, too, on the football side, of course, we talked a little bit about this two weeks ago, but Doug Nestor's coming home. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a huge shot in the arm for that line. Yeah, it is. Huge shot yeah, in the arm. Yeah, it is. Because he started 17 games at Tech. Yeah. He's a road grader. They said he's got that nasty streak that you want to see from your lineman that, yeah. I, quite honestly, we've been missing that toughness. Yeah. Other than Frazier, maybe. Exactly. So that's going to be big. I, this 
Darnell Wright thing, I don't know what's going on with that. He's kind of cryptic with his tweeting. Yeah, stuff. exactly. He's weird about I'm that. I'm not going to get too worked up. If he comes, he comes. If not, I mean, his, his position coach left Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. is a dumpster fire dumpster right fire. now. So, we'll see what happens with that. But but the Nestor thing was big. And then we got a commitment from Spring Valley also, Corbin Page, mm-hmm. 6'5 tight end, who is already 250, 260. So, whether or not he stays at That's what they said. They said he might end up being a tackle. He might eat his way into tackle. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I saw – Courtney, my sister, actually told me that some of his highlight films, Ethan's in it. <laughs> Making a tag with my nephew. Yeah. I thought that was pretty damn funny. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, we're, we're the Spring Valley Pipeline now. Yeah, exactly. Hey, good, because they got some players. They do. They it do. was Fairmont. Now Spring Valley is fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know Doc Holliday's not going to be recruiting him anymore. That is still surprising. I mean, he went, what was he? He was he was Conference six, USA Coach of the year, year this year. And let go. Just, just something fishy about that. They, you know, there's all rumors. There's Jim Justice. He's been, they've been trying to get him out for years. Somebody said, I saw something that said that Justice wanted to bring Pruitt back. He's Four seven, years ago. He's 78 years yeah. old. He wanted to bring him. When he came over, he wanted to bring him in. Because apparently he needs a couple more wins to qualify for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, if I was joke. a Marshall fan, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. I mean, yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had two rough games at the end of the year. Like I said, he was coach of the year. They were 7-0 nationally ranked. Uh Somebody said they just feel, and, and national media has no idea. They're like, "What is Marshall the one?" Well, who are you gonna get? Exactly. You, you, so you're telling me you're pushing out a guy who's won? He's had a winning record. He's gone four zero last year in the bowls. I think I've got how many years he's been there, but he's, he's taken like seven he's bowls. Been there ten years. He's taken him seven bowls. I mean, what more do you want from Marshall? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But uh, more power to them. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Like like Bob Pruitt said the. Good luck, buddy. Good luck, buddy. Speaking of that, Tom Booth's calling. You want to talk to him? <laughs> Booth, I'll call you right back. Tell him go Brams. Go Brams. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. We talked about the Big 12 ACC, so I guess we'll jump into basketball. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to just zip this. We've played four games. Yeah. Since I'm going to get together. Kansas, just a couple things on that. I mean, we first half was great. Up 36, 35 at the half, and then just shifted. I had down here that I wish you'd call McNeil out more often. Yeah, that, that, he he that, 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 one half. But yeah. we need to have some more shows. <laughs> but they should. I mean, quite honestly, they they didn't let him get anything in the second half either. No, exactly. Yeah, he they 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 knew he was a hot hand. They and, and, and that game was over when Deuce got his third foul. Um, yeah. we we were done. And and I don't care who you, when you give up 16 three pointers. It's hard to win. Well, and here's and Tony Queer who wrote this down. It actually came from a Kansas blog. It said, 11 times they missed a three. On 11 of their missed shots with three-point attempts, they got a rebound. They scored like 25 points or something. 16 of their 25 second chance points were after they missed a three. Yeah. Yep. We couldn't, I mean, we couldn't plug out the long rebound. And that's just, and that's the thing that we'll talk about here, you know, as we get into these games, but. Yeah, we might be great on the board, but we're great underneath the basket. We don't we don't hustle for loose balls. Not last night. Finally, you saw Keegan uh, uh, Johnson diving and running all over the place, trying to squeeze down loose balls. I don't know if I want to do this. Do it. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with whiskey and Kool Aid. It all goes through just some crack. Turns out wet shit the next day. So it wasn't that. I feel like it's got. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's vomit in a glass. <laughs> it pretty much is. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what. That's why those long rebounds are so frustrating because it's a hustle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly a hustle thing. Yeah, and, and people not blocking out the three point line. Yep. So we dropped that one. 
which took us to Northeastern, in which we went two for 21 from three, and we lost Isaiah Cottrell for the year, which was which we'll talk about in a second. Yep. And then, of course, ironically, and what was probably his best game of the year yep. was his last game of the year. Yeah. And the Oscar farewell show. Yeah. Who would have known? Yeah. I mean, seriously, who would have known? We, we talked about, and I, I brought it up to our group, was, that, was that game worth rescheduling? You know, what, was it worth rescheduling after we lost Buffalo? Because we lost uh, Cottrell, and now we played terribly. We didn't play the very good. Yeah, but, play, but I think the two pluses were. Johnson got to play. Johnson, I thought, was this coming out party, which I think helped last night. And and uh, and and Sheway looked like the Sheway old, and then one out two, and then New Year's Day he's gone. Yeah. Well, the next day he was in Miami. Yeah. So and, and I mean you know we we can. I've heard things. I'm sure you've heard things. Yeah. And, uh, Adidas is involved. He's got people in his ear. And I mean, quite honestly, if he wasn't all in, didn't want to be there. Huggins, you could tell Huggins was pissed. Dis- was disappointed with his off season. Yep. He came in. Out of shape. I mean, we didn't talk about how you're not in game shape. We've been playing however long. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it it, it sucks because I mean he was a he was he was a five star kid. He was a big kid that that could have been a problem. Quite honestly, this year he hadn't lived up to expectations. No. Yeah. Now the Oscar last year. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we talked about it multiple times. Hell, I, one of the questions two or three weeks ago was who would you take, Gabe or Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that just tells you right there exactly. he wasn't doing what we thought he was uh, going to do. Yeah, no, but still, not think what you're going to do. He still averaged eight and eight. He did. You know, that's he did. But that's tough to replace but eight and eight. How many layups did he miss? Yeah, how no, many times? I, did oh he yeah, oh I know he had played well, but still, just and I think I, I'm on this up last night. Is that what we missed is though we had that unique matchup where people had to get rid of get ready to play two bits. There's nobody else in the country that plays two bigs. There's not, but we never played well with the two bigs. Yeah, no, but you had to prep for it. And you know, prep time takes time. It and does, but I mean, we we saw we saw a couple high lows, but I mean, in the year and a half those two played together, they didn't don't, they didn't do what they should have done. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. And with I, don't, that. I don't know if that's on the coaches. I don't know who it's on, but I mean, we we talked at nauseum that we were better without both of them on the floor. Yeah. And and you know, I mean it. it do you want to lose somebody? No. no. I, I quite honestly think at this point in time, Cottrell being out hurts us more than Oscar being out because I think his – you could see he's got – and I think with him, just like Bridges, just like Johnson, if you could just let him get in there and play 10, 15, yeah. 20 minutes and get in the flow, he could help us down the road. Yeah, I thought, I, and that, that's what made Shebury leaving even worse is he just lost control. And, and, he, and he, without a doubt – has the most skills oh, no of, of any of our big guys, and he could. I, I can see now. We, we, you know, we run that <clears throat> five out kind of offense now, with he, where he could draw center to the three point line. Yeah, you know, that's that's going to make a big difference when you got a guy as fast as, as Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can pull a center out so there's no rim protector. Yep. You know, so we, our guys can drive. It, it, it would make he would have made a big difference if he would have got hurt. Simply because he would hold up the lane for Johnson and Taz and McBride moving forward. That, that's the killer part. That's a kill. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm quite honestly more. You know, I mean, and, and listening to Huggins, Huggins almost sounded relieved. And, and I don't know if, when I, Oscar left. I think he was disappointed because, I, you know, he knew the potential. He knew that what. What Shebae could be, and and I don't think Shebae lived up to his expectations. He didn't. I mean, and, and, and then he didn't quit the team. And then he comes out and says, "We're going to win more games." 
Yeah, so that to me. Yeah, I, I think that was bravado. I don't know. You know, you know that I don't know. About I don't know. With him. But hey, way I look at it, if he didn't want to be there and he wasn't living up to it. Yeah, exactly. Out. Exactly. You know, we we can lose with you. We can lose without you. Yep. So and, see you later. And then we so we dive into the Oklahoma game, which and I wonder we got down eighteen at the half, and and I. You wonder with these kids, I mean, you play with somebody for two years, and that had to have some sort of an effect on those kids. Oh, uh, absolutely. And they brought up, I don't know if it was Sunday Sports Online, but they brought up a great point. It was like, you know, just imagine you go out with the same group of people all the time. You guys go out, you always do the same thing. It's always fun. You always have a great time. And then at one time, the one talkative guy who's always like, you know, getting is gone. Is really? that going to make that time out a little bit different? It's yeah. Gonna, gonna and that's, that's exactly what, you know, road trip's different. Yeah. Your seating's different. Everything's different. And, we, we, you know, we started Bridges, which I thought was a good call. Because I, I don't think it's a good idea to start Gabe because mm-hmm. he just has a propensity to get in foul trouble. Yeah. Of course, Bridges got in foul trouble last night. But, but and, and then Bridges comes out now. Is he going to go five for six from no. three every night? No, absolutely not. But he hustled on defense. And we got down 18, and I thought, we are done. Yeah. We're done. And to those kids' credit, man, they came out and they battled and fought. And I, I swear to God, I think if we could have – we never got over the hump. We tied the game a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, exactly. And had the ball a couple times. We never could get over the hump. And that one possession, when, when we tied it, I don't know if it was 60 or 62 all, and they missed it, and Manning got an offensive rebound and kicked it out, and they missed yeah, it. He wait, got hold another on. offensive rebound. He knocked Bridges down well, and got the ball. Yeah, yeah. And then they shot another shot, and then he fouled Bridges again and, and got the ball. Rebound. So, yeah. But, uh, that said, I texted you. You watch the replay of that? What's Culver doing? He's just looking up. He's not blocking anybody out. He's looking straight up. His hands aren't up. He's not ready. He so was mentally Col- out of that game. Culver was gone in that game. He was mentally well, out of that game. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, well, it was 75 71. He wasn't in at the end of that game. Yeah, well, he, he was in that, that play. play. He okay. was in a, and just there. Because the last five minutes, he didn't play. Yeah, he was just staring at that ball. And and, and I thought that was going to be a recipe. Cause, and, and Huggins brought it up uh, on his uh, interview before the game yesterday. Is that Oklahoma intentionally, and he said he don't think it came from up high. They were flop, flopping. They were jumping in front of him. They were elbowing. They were hitting him as he was running down. Yep. And he got his head. Yeah. And you could tell because he's an emotional player, oh, he definitely and he and he was just zoned out. He was he, he was, he was, he was frustrated and did not want anything to do with that game. I think he had four rebounds. He was one of four yeah, in the field. It was awful, and they all got in his head. He was completely out yeah. of it. So we lost before we battled back, lost before, and last night was a must win in my opinion. I, I think you may or may not agree with that. Yeah, I agree. With um, that. I thought it was a must win. And then we turned around and <laughs> again come out. And lay an egg, shooting the ball, and we we fall down. I think we were down by ten at halftime, twelve at halftime. I can't remember. It was ten. I think it was ten. And then we get down nineteen with eleven minutes to go. And and, and Oklahoma State has quite possibly the best player in the country in that Cade Cunningham. Yep. That, and he looked like well, he's he's a top he's a top five pick. He is. Yeah. He looked every bit the part. Yep. And we came out, and Sherman started hitting shots. Culver started playing ball. Well, Culver played Cole, ball. Culver played, yeah, he was he great played ball game. the whole game. He yeah. ended up with twenty-two and eighteen, or twenty-two and nineteen. 19. And McBride had a so-so first half, and he just hit that, flipped that switch, man. And he scored seventeen of his twenty-one in the last yeah eleven, twelve minutes of the game. But the the last eleven minutes is how we're going to have to win. One, we spent the first thirty minutes of that game 
letting their guards drive right down the lane, and right. either they scored a layup or hit a short jumper, or they kicked it out to somebody. And we could not stay in front of the guards. And that and that takes you. It's like that's the problem with our defense is that we can't stop the straight line drives, which means we got to help. And then we scramble. So against good teams, we're leaving people wide open for three. Not because we're not playing uh, a good help defense. It's because we're scrambling because somebody can't guard somebody one-on-one. Yeah. And, and Johnson, who I think before the last events had played defense terribly, especially off the ball, finally stayed in front of somebody. And that made, a, and that made just itself made a difference. Him, oh, and and Brady Huggins said before he came in, he's like, can you guard somebody? And he said, yes, sir. He said, all right, go and guard somebody. They said in practice he's their best on-ball defender. Yeah, well, you can tell. Of course, we've also heard that so-and-so can shoot and so-and-so can shoot. And so-and-so yeah, exactly. Can shoot. Well, he, he is good. He's good staying in front of people. Off the ball, though, he watches. Yeah. And he gets beat on the back door. He gets beat on cuts. You, you can just watch him on defense. Watch him when he's in. He watches the ball instead of instead of watching his man and ball. And that's where he hurts him on defense. That's why he keeps getting pulled. Because his back, his dude is wide open, cut down the lane. He's like, the, other thing, the other thing he did was he had a little bit of offense to him. Which, well, yeah, you knew he could score. I mean, plus, he's so fast. He's quick. That ball, he ran down in the corner and he ended up knocking a butt. He but, shot that three, and I was like, no, I mean, this kid shoots 27% from three. Yeah. It is flat. In. It's a flat. Oh, I mean, it's got to go in. Or it's, it's it went in. But quite honestly, that hit for all his, his three, you know, and, and he had five assists, he had four rebounds. His best play was that charge he took at the end. Best short play, absolutely. And it was even great that uh, that Higgins had to call it. And you, you almost could tell he was reluctant to he call was. it. He, he was. He was like, he barely, yeah, he barely like, pointed his finger. Like, like, yeah, I don't know what yeah. that was. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was the biggest play of the game. Yeah, Fallon Cunningham, because you could tell on those last couple possessions they were go- it's they all him giving the ball. Landing. And I text you before that. I was like, I don't understand because they he was guarding Culver on the other end. I was like, why are we not throwing the ball to Culver and trying to get his get fifth out? That's right. Made no sense to me. Get his ass out of yeah. the game. But we had to have that one. That was had a gut, gut check win. And, I mean, I, I listened to an interview with Culver after the game, and he even said that they, they were talking about, you know, he said, well, this is, you know, good for you guys to bounce back. And he's like, yeah, it was good. He said, but we we can't keep digging these holes. No, down 18 you know? and 19. Now, granted, games. we've played two games on the road, and basically with different lineups, mm-hmm. and we're revamping our style, too, quite and often. And that's – that's what makes this so difficult because you know, you lost Cottrell and she went and, and our whole offense all po- all off season was we were going to work that high low inside and out and we literally have to switch everything yeah. in the middle of a road trip. I mean we yeah. we were get we were leaving getting ready to leave the next day and Oscar was gone. So we had to change. We had Everything. two days of practice, yeah. you know, without him and try to figure all that out. Kudos to the kids, man. That's that's it's tough for the fans. It is. I I, 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 tell you, I got you know that roller coaster ride at uh, at uh, Cannon Yards at Cannon Park where you start off on top. Thunderbolt Express. And, no, no, no. You thought you, you came down. You did a loop, loop. Thunderbolt Express. And, and you stopped and you came back. Yes. That was this weekend. Is about near yeah, You started off with the bull wind. Yeah. You woke up the next morning and find out the sheep wave was gone. leaving. You get your you go eight down eighteen to uh Oklahoma. Oh no, you make a comeback over the still lose. And then you go down again. And come back and win. That was that that weekend for Mountaineer fans was that right. It was Thunderbolt that, Express. It was a Thunderbolt Express was this weekend for Mountaineer fans. Yeah. So, it was But it luckily was. it ended up high again. We didn't wreck at the bottom. Yeah. You know, the sure. Oklahoma State game. Because I mean, we can talk about going forward. I mean, expectations have got to change. I don't think we're if we're we have to play better to be the final four team right now. Because we're not a Final Four team as we're playing right now. Well, we're 
we're playing different guys. Exactly. I mean, I mean so, so we don't. I don't. No, we I don't, don't know. know what we're exactly. We have no idea. I mean, we are literally almost starting over. You're looking right at you're looking at Bridges and Johnson, who probably I would say we played twelve games. We're nine and three. Johnson probably played fifteen minutes going into yesterday, and he played twenty five last night. Yeah. So exactly. he played more minutes last night, and he's played the first nine, ten games. Yep, guaranteed. Bridges has got spot duty. Some games not even hardly getting in at all. Yeah. And he's now being counted on as a major contributor. Exactly. He's a starter, and, and Coach uh, told him if he's not if he's open, he doesn't shoot it, he's he can't out. him out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, it, it's we had to get that win. I mean, we're going to get baptized quick with Texas coming to town, and no fans again. That sucks. I just, yeah, no. I hate that, man. Yeah. I just I hate that we're the only team in the fucking Big 12 that can't put 2,500 people in the stands. Yeah. Ugh. But anyway, you got Texas Saturday, and then you got Baylor Tuesday. So, I mean, it, it ain't going to get any yeah, It's not any fans. It's, it's, it's going to go down. More than likely, we're going to lose the next two games. More than likely. But do I think we can't win it? Yes. Do More than likely, we're going to lose – you know, odds are we're going to lose those games. The question is, can we learn from them? Because our in, I look at the schedule. Our back end is a lot easier. Well, the three after this, we got TCU, yeah. Oklahoma State again, and Kansas State. Yeah. And then you got Texas Tech at home. Those are all winnable games. So oh, exactly. You just got to get through these yeah, next if two. If we could somehow split these next two. Yeah, that'd be huge. You know, that's why I just I hate that we're not going to have fans Saturday. Yeah. But, you know, and, and then the Baylor game. Artie Riston mentioned this, too. He's, I said, well, Baylor, he's... I said, that zone, he said, well, he said, Baylor likes to play a lot of four guards, don't they? I said, yeah, they do. He said, maybe with this new lineup, we're going to match up a little bit better. I said, yeah, maybe. That, that right. is true. That is true. You might be right. Yeah, I mean, that, and the, that's what I said, you know, last night in our take is, is that we are now like every other team. We're, we're four guard lineup with one big. Yeah. The, problem is, the, the thing that we have going for us is our bigs really good when he plays well. He is. he is really good. We gotta yeah. give Cole over some credit. He's, he's the best big he, in the league. He's he's really good when he's got his head on straight and is not taken out of the game. Yep. He is really good. He is. So that spit move he had or down the lane where he dunked it. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> I broke the rim. We just need to see that all the time. Yeah. And I gotta give you know I, I'm probably on McNeil more than anybody, uh, but apparently he has a toe injury that's been bothering him the last few games. So I don't know. I, yeah, but I'll tell you what. Johnson's going to be taking somebody's minutes. I believe Jordan McCabe might be. Jordan McCabe's going to be. I think, I think he got to. That's going to look at the outside looking in. To his credit, though, he tweeted today. He was like, man, it was a big win for the guys. We went to the next He one. seems like a team guy. Man. He's a team guy. He just guy. is what he is. Exactly. He, just he, he still hasn't figured out that stuff that works in college, in high school. doesn't work in college. Those scoop shots and those long one-handed passes across the court doesn't work in college. Quit doing it. No. <laughs> that's just nuts, man. Uh, anyway. Marilla Park, maybe. <laughs> huh? uh, and Ohio State, who you got? Well, apparently, Ohio State has lots of COVID issues today. He said they're still going to play. Yeah, uh, Bama. I think Bama. I, I think Ohio State will give a game there. They're going to cover uh, seven and a half? Yeah, I think it's going to be closer than you think. I think, I think uh, Bama's defense sucks. Yeah, I don't think the defense is good at all. Defense. So I, I think, just don't think anybody can stop their offense. I just don't think anybody can stop their offense. Waddle might be back too. Yeah, and that's because let me tell you something. I know how Javante Smith is player of the year, maybe player of the year, might, might win the Heisman. Before he was hurt, Waddle was their best player. You think he was their fastest player? He right? was their best player. Go look at his stats those first few games mm-hmm. and his kickoff returns. 
Waddle was their best player. He was they fast. I don't know if I'm ready to say best. I uh, was their best player. I, and Harris is good too. Right? Yeah, exactly, man. Their their offense is ridiculous, and their lines just. I mean, the rich keep getting richer in college football, yeah. so it sucks. That's why they expand the playoffs. Exactly. All right, that was a long segment, a lot to cover. We'll we take, did take a break and hit the last uh, stretch. Sounds good to me. Welcome back to one more. And I'm going home and going to bed. Oh, you're telling uh, inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Uh, Coming from Tom Booth, so not surprising. Not, not surprising least. at all. Not in the least. <laughs> not in the least. All right, you want you like your sports question? I do like my sports question. All right, I'll go first. Mine's okay. So this, this might be a little bit too fresh, so it might my the answer might be skewed. What were you more disappointed in as a Mountaineer fan last few years? Oscar leaving the team middle of the season. Canate checking out and not wanting to play again, even though he had the same injury as McCain. Or Will Greer bowling out, getting out of the bowl game. Uh, man, if I had to rank those three, I'd put Greer's at the end. I mean, I didn't like him opting out of the bowl game, but I wasn't, like, devastated. I mean, it's got to be Oscar, only because Canate's last year here, Carter was already gone. Yeah. So we we weren't really set up to make any kind of deep deep run, I don't yeah. think, because I think the biggest thing we were wondering is if the the following years if if Sags and Sheebway and uh, and Culver were all gonna be able to play together. It's it's for me it's probably and not just because it's fresh. I was I was disappointed in 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 Sags because I would have liked to have seen him just you know play that season out even though we weren't. We weren't great. It, it's got to be Oscar for me because I think even though and even though I've knocked on him and I've knocked on him before he left, that he wasn't playing up to his potential, and I think everybody can agree he wasn't playing up to his potential, but he still had potential. Exactly, that's the thing. Yeah, and and, and you know you, those kind of kids, and, and that's the other thing too is we don't get those kind of kids. Yeah, football and basketball. I mean, you you, you get a kid like Sheepway. You know, we had Jonathan Hargett. You know, Devin Ebanks, you know, it, it just, you know, Noel Devine, Jason Gua. I mean, th- those guys just for whatever reason, they just, it doesn't seem to materialize. No, for some reason. And and, and because I thought, and, and you listen to this kid do interviews, and, and I was talking to Jimmy today. I said, I, I listened to Huggins' show the, the week before the, Christmas. The Sunday special. Yeah, and he had all the, he had all the players in. Yeah. And he had Sheboy in there, and he's talking to Sheboy, and you listen to the kid, and he's like, I've just got to, you know, I've got to play with more energy. And, I mean, he sounds humble. Yeah. He sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He sounds like Five he's where, he was at. Just where he wants to be. And he'd already bought a plane ticket to mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, so without question, it's got to be Sheboy for me. Yeah, me, same here. And, and I, I had, and like I said, it might be fresh, but I had Oscar. I thought you might go real quick because I know you were not happy, happy when he, he hopped out of that bowl game. I mean, not happy at only all. Because, only because, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, you look at – like, he opted out. What's he doing in the NFL right now? Yeah. He wasn't even active for the last game. No. So, and then you look at a kid like Darius Stills. Yeah. That that That's why, you know, because, I mean, you can debate what bowl games mean what, and I, I think we do need to expand the playoffs because I think, honestly, expanded playoffs will probably eliminate some of those opt-outs because if anybody yeah. was going to opt-out, it should have been Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no shit. But yeah. he played. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was disappointed, Greer. And, and Kanate was what he was. But, no, it's got to be Sheepway for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it's because, same thing, like, Greer opted out sucked. 
But, you know, it was a camping World Bowl, whatever, what that was. You know, contact, I understand. You know, he, he had an injury. He could have played through it. But, you know, we weren't going anywhere that year anyway. We were terrible. The potential for this team, if Oscar played up to his potential, was a Final Four team. Yeah. We were a Final Four team. If he played just as well as he did last year, he had to play better. If he just played just as well as he did last year, we're a Final Four team. And him leaving, and now we don't, I mean, at this point in time, with the way we played last couple games, I'm hoping we get better. Sweet 16 run, maybe? Maybe. Top? Maybe. You know, so that's what's frustrating. Well, like I said, you you piggyback that with Cottrell getting hurt. Yeah. We're a totally different team. Yeah. I mean, what we built our team around this year, four bigs at you. We don't have any more. Nope. We got no, two, and only one is the offensive threat. And I will say this, and I even got a text from Tom Booth last night, who is a – he works at, at Jim Lively Insurance and, and has his own poker machines full-time, and he hates Huggins part-time. <laughs> he even sent me a text. He said, last two games, best coaching job Huggins has done. Yeah, really is. Because, I mean, that. just think about how hard it had to be to lose, you know, two players, two of your prime players – in a span of a week, you know, and have to go out and go on the road to Oklahoma. And not only completely revamp your lineup, but yep. basically revamp the way you play. Exactly. You had, you relied on Bridges in Oklahoma, who, like you said, had barely played, and then Johnson. I mean, Johnson has barely played all year. And we would have won last night without him. No. We would not have won last night without him. Nope. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing we talked about at the beginning of the year. We thought our depth was going to be uh, a big factor for us. It hadn't turned out that way, but maybe it will help us down the stretch. By the way, we didn't mention – how we lost Ivy for about uh, four minutes of stretch there in the middle of the second half, where he went completely Josh James negative. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. I had he was, between you and him, I was like, I'm not reading any more of this bullshit. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. He's like, maybe we're not that good. Yeah. I was like, hey, Eeyore, get out of your fucking, underneath your cloud. I guess we're going to lose again. <laughs> Did you know the same guy that did that voice does Optimus Prime? Really? Frank, yeah. Frank Welkin? Or, no, no, not Frank he Welkin. Does, What's his name? I can't remember. But, uh, Oz. Yeah, Oz. No, 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 I forgot Oz. No, he, but he does, the, the guy does Optimus Prime in the movies and all the commercials. Peter Welkin. Is it Welkin? I can't remember. I don't know. But I mean, anyway, he does both I'm, Eeyore I'm and, and Optimus Prime. So <laughs> That's an odd mix. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> and you kind of hear it when they talk, too. Cybertron meets the Hunter Acre Woods. Mm-hmm. All right, here's my question. All right. Better bowl win. The 2000 Music City Bowl, Neil's last game, mm-hmm. or the 08 Car Care Bowl, Pat White's last game? Oh, I thought you were going this year. Uh, no, I, 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 uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't do this year. Now, I love it. Background. Of course, we were, we were at both games. Yeah. In the, in the Music City Bowl, we were up 49-9 in the third quarter, and that's when Eli Manning was a freshman. And, and brought him back, and they they came close. But we won 49-38. Deuce McAllister was their big running back. He only had 22 yards. Bad Lewis. Okay. Brad, Brad Lewis. Lewis. But yeah. Had his best half of his life. Oh, yeah. The first half of that game and the second half of the Virginia Tech game the year before, when we should have beat him when they had Vic, we were up 35-9, and we gave up 22 in the fourth. We, 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 we sat three rows below the Big Dipper. Yes, yeah, so the, cold. It was so windy. Glove gate. Yeah. Uh, we drank so much beer. It was also when Jenny Lynn was getting ready to get tackled. Yep. All that. We lost David that night. We lost yep. David. We he finally showed up. He showed up. I saw titties. I saw titties. 
<laughs> All right, so there was a lot. Of, you had a lot surrounding. Oh, go on there. Yeah. All right, now Pat White's last game was in Charlotte. He had 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. We won 31-30. Pat Lazier had the big pick. That was the the game. I don't know if you remember going in. Our buddy Pat Redden was yelling at all the Carolina people about them being a wine and cheese crowd. <laughs> oh, you farmers are wine and cheese. All right, that was also. Who was the, their big receiver? That was also the game that. Oh, I can't remember what his name was. Yeah. Number eighty or eighty-eight. Yeah. That was also the game that uh, we got the four four fucking bowl wins with Pat yeah. White, yeah. Matt Chips. Matt Chips, yeah. Chips also got cut off later that evening. Yeah, on the ride home. And uh, that was the night we counted the times he said and fuck. We, and we beat Ohio State that game of basketball. Ohio State basketball. Which one's bigger, man? One was Nealon's last. I remember when Nealon said, this is for those fans right there. He, we all yeah. like, he's putting it us. Yeah. Honestly, I, and I, I think it's the Pat White game. Do you Not really? because of us. And that was Neyland's last game, but he was already submitted in lore. Pat White is still the only college football quarterback to win all four bowl games. No, A.J. Manuel did. Did he win all four? Yeah, from Florida State. But Pat White was the first. Okay, I thought he I thought he was still the only one. Yeah, he, he won he won four, but Pat White was the first one to win all yeah, four. Yeah, and I, I, think, I still think that's the bigger accomplishment. That's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, you just think about, I mean, how old is it? We have only won two bowl games since he left. So, I mean, that is that is hard to do. I mean, Nina's last game was great. It was awesome being there. It was it was fun to watch Wes Ayers run down the field. You know, how he was round as he was tall. And that was fun. But I, I think for a program perspective, I think I think Pat White's win was bigger for the program. Why do you say that? Because, because he was the first one. First dude for. Okay. And, and I don't know how many bowl games – Neyland won. Did he even win four games? Four five. bowl games? Four bowl, five bowl games. He was 4-9 going into that game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think as our program, I mean, Pat White's career spanned two BCS Bowl, or not BCS Bowls, but, you know, Pirate Six. Well, well I'm not talking about his career. I'm talking about the game. I know. I know but I think that was the culmination of it. That was the last time we saw Pat White on the field. I think that was bigger. Okay. Yeah. An argument can be made both ways. No, it can be made both ways. I can, and I see both sides argument. My opinion, I think, I think Pat White's last bowl game. It was more, uh, the, the Music City Bowl was anticlimactic, which is probably why Pat White's game probably trumps it. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we were down to the wire in that game. Oh, yeah. And, and the whole thing was, in, in Pat White's last game, He'd spent his whole career killing everybody with his legs. Yeah, he did. And he lit yeah. him up with his arm. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And then Laser had that pick, and then we won. I just I also thought it was cool we were at both those games. It is cool we were at both games, isn't it? Yeah. I forgot about it. I'll never forget leaving the, you know, because Lord, every time we looked around, I was buying beer. So there, there was never a time we weren't drinking. And, and we had to rotate gloves because you forgot to bring gloves. <laughs> so it was so freaking cool. I drove, remember I lived in High Point, so I drove I, yeah. drove, I drove by myself. Yeah. All the way to fucking Tennessee. <laughs> that's, that's a long ass. Hell yeah. I forget how long it was. It was a long ass drive. It was like six and a half hours. <laughs> I had to get up the next morning, drive back in clothes at Garfield's. God, that was terrible. <laughs> but that that whole time, I remember we left, and there was somebody, was, I, kept, I kept calling him. Mississippi. Mississippi. He's a like, Ole Miss. Miss. I said, I don't give a fuck you are. What's yours? You lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need an L in there somewhere, yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Let me hold this L. Hold this L. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll never forget that. And the, the whole chip back 
Which is funny because that's going to have part of my question for my non-switch question. That trip back was one of the funniest times I've ever experienced in a car. Was counting chips how many times he said fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't breathe. That was good. <laughs> I called time out. Yeah, we had to stop. I called time out. We had to stop. We're like two minutes in. We had to stop. I'm done. I'm quit. You can't talk anymore. <laughs> Cause he had no idea what he was going. No on, idea. Which we made it even better. <laughs> well, fucking, fucking. And then your wife at the time cut him off at the bar. He went to order beer at Outback, and she said no. Yeah. He said, <laughs> I have a Bud Light iced tea right here. <laughs> Come on, Leslie. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was great. That was great. <laughs> was the first time she cut somebody besides me mm-hmm. off. All right, non-sports. Yep. You want me to go first? Go ahead. All right, so it's been probably 10 days. So I get my cable bill, opened it up, looked at it, and it's a lot higher than it had been the previous couple of months. Now I've noticed or not, the Suddenlink was purchased by a company I believe is overseas now. Uh-huh. So needless to say, when you call to speak to a service representative, it's tough to get someone <laughs> who has English as a primary language. Uh-huh. So... I called, and the first guy I talked to, Mario, had me on hold for about three or four minutes, and then he comes back. I said, hey, man, you know, my bills, I got, I'm got. i charged for a phone here. I don't have a phone. <laughs> I was like, you're charging me $60 or whatever. I was like, this, ain't, this doesn't look right. He was like, well, hold on. Let me transfer you to this department here. So he transfers me, and he hangs up on me. I was like, okay, cool. So I called back. <laughs> so then the second lady that I talked to, I'm on the phone with her for about 20 minutes. And it was, you've seen Family Guy, it was Consuela. <laughs> I said, I no, said, no, I said, no, no, that's what I was it. I was like, I was like, ma'am, I was like, I'm looking at my bill here and I've got a charge for $25. But no, no, no phone. You have no phone. I was like, I know I have no phone. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. It's on my fucking bill. So no, 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 you need to erase that shit. <laughs> She's like, Mr. Justin, no, no, no. I was like, God damn. She, so she got me all, she got all worked out. She was like, we'll get it down to like this. And, and I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. She was like, I just got to transfer you to this other department. And I was like, okay. 43 minutes. Oh, time. for the patient person that you are, but that was great. I hung up, quit. <laughs> Gave up. Called back the next day and got through to somebody. Her name was Janelle. She was in Texas. And I, I told her, I said, Janelle, so I'm be honest with you. I said, two of your coworkers, they, they're not going to get high marks if somebody calls me and asks me to fill out a fucking survey. <laughs> she got me all worked out. So my, my, I guess my question was, with, with the frustration that I went through with all that shit, what's your worst experience either being on hold or, or dealing with somebody that uh, you got a problem with your bill? Oh, man, without a doubt, it was it was the cell phone. When, when Tasha's cell phone broke, and I Sprint was the worst. And I, I remember I was telling the guy, I was like, look, man, I've been with Sprint since 2001. I mean, 2001, I've had the same shit with Sprint. I was like, are you telling me <laughs> this is what I got to do in order to get this new phone? Like, I had to go get a new phone. Then I had to pay like a $250 insurance thing. I was, and I was on hold forever trying to get the thing transferred, the numbers transferred over. I have never been so frustrated in my life dealing with that. <laughs> and I... I the only other most frustrating thing is probably Westfield. Because they can be very frustrating right now. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get you? somebody to come look at my roof. Oh, the roof <laughs> yeah, in the garage. Yeah, I still haven't got anybody to adjust to come up there and look at it. Oh, 
shit. So I, did, I just saw. That's all I want. And so I've already had Eddie give me an, an, an estimate for how much it would cost to fix. Have you really? Yeah, but I can't get. I made it get out there and get it. I think I called like three weeks ago, so it's oh. not. It's not. It's not. Not like it's been a two, three months, but still. I know. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. I know. A guy. Yeah. Well, I, I I told Dad. He said we talked to Kathleen about it. Kathleen, said, well, we just you just got to call Whistler like one eight hundred number. So that's what I did. Yeah. So it's frustrating. <laughs> Believe me, I understand. I know all about but, that. But people you talk to on the phone are nice, and it's not their fault. No. But it's still frustrating. Doesn't make it any so easier on your end. make it easier on my end. I was like, I know this is not your fault, but it doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> Speaking of something, like, so we're at the house, and this car pulls up in the driveway, and it stopped at, we noticed it stopped at every house. And uh, it's got suddenly customer service on it. So, so they come inside, and I'm like, hey, we're doing a survey. You know, for our customers, I guess since they got bought out, so they're going. So like, we just want to check some information. Is this the Wilkinson residence? It's I was like, never been to Wilkinson. I was like, Lee, this has been a Jones residence since 1954. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it is not changed. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you guys. She was like, well, you guys aren't uh, suddenly customers, are you? I was like, yes, that's right there. So yeah, so I can understand your frustration yeah. on suddenly. Yeah, I was I was not happy. Then dad uh, dad called suddenly got uh, he he had the, he had the phone. And he's like I don't need nobody ever calls on the house phone. I was like well, why are we even keeping this house phone? So he called and he's like yeah, I want to take the the phone off my bill. And they were like well so you know you won't get the bundling packages bundling package. You know it's cheaper. It is. And that was yeah. the thing I found out. Yeah, and he's well he's like he's like well I don't care. It's like I want the ten dollars off my phone bill. Otherwise I'll just go to Frontier. I was like, I'll see the internet and the and the cable. Yeah. So they were like, all right, well, and they worked out, so it's the same. He's like, he said, how much is the sports package? They were like, well, we don't really have a sports package. We got the next level is like ten more dollars. He goes, all right, well, give me that. So he's paying the same amount. Is he really? <laughs> he just now has a sports package. Right. You gotta do what you gotta <laughs> do. You gotta do what you gotta do. All right, uh, mine. We kind of mentioned on it. Here a second. We were talking via text messages. And brought up fond memories of George Gannon. Yep. And the time we were at the bowl game, and I can't remember what Gator Bowl was. In all honesty. I'm thinking it was the 03 game that I flew down for. I think it might have been. That was the first it, time I met Don. Yes, yes. So, as of course, Gannon had been married that year. And for his bachelor party, his wife's only request was, don't go to the strip club. Right. So what did we do? Went to the strip we club. We went to the strip club. And this stripper was that that week? No, no, it was like it was like six months before. Oh, wow. so yeah, it was, it was way before. So loose lips Taylor really fucked up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we had kept this a secret for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we we in the strip club. I should tell the story. We get him up on stage. So they were telling him it's his bachelor party. So they bring him up on stage. This stripper takes off his belt. And proceeds to beat the holy we hell out of Were y'all in, where were you? Which strip club? We were one in Morgantown. Which one? I have no idea. Probably Lady G's. Yeah, that's what, it's like it was, Lady G's. So she, to the point where George says, woman, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of getting upset. Swinging is over in the corner. He said he's t- counseling t- people. Yeah, this stripper was passed out. Yeah, he uh, was talking to a stripper who was literally asleep on the table. So I'm not one sure what counseling he was giving. Must have been an early engaging <laughs> conversation. <laughs> So, fast forward to the bowl game the next year, and and we get our asses beat. And, that was the year Maryland kicked shit out. Yeah, so we're walking out now. He's like, man, we got our ass whooped. Like that stripper beat George. 
Not a good time for a good analogy. And you can see sweating it. Don't just throw some like, Stop, 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 stop. Amy, from what I understand, did not speak to George for the entire 10-hour trip home. Not a word. Not one word. Have you ever had a car ride that was more miserable than that? With a woman? Any car ride. Let me give you an example. Chris Short, a friend of mine back in the day, he lived in North Carolina, or South Carolina, was at the beach, and was coming back home. He, his radio player broke, and his windshield wipers, it rained the entire squeaked. So he had to drive seven hours with his car going, that's the only thing he heard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, man. I mean, most of my miserable car rides came back coming back from Morgantown. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you the truth. I mean, that ride back with me and you didn't talk to each other. Yeah. I think yeah. That was after the Cincinnati game. Yeah. I mean, the ride back, we got stuck in traffic when Jimmy's RV got caught on fire, but hell, we had beers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we made the most of that ride. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I, the the worst ride I remember was actually after George Gannon's wedding, because I got the flu and I was six and do- six and dog. It still didn't stop me from drinking at the wedding. Well, I'm sure it didn't. Yeah, but we left and it snowed. I mean, it. I bet you there was a foot of snow and it was in Elkins because only George Gannon and Amy would get married in Elkins in the winter time. <laughs> so we had to go back to D.C. It was me and Dawn and I, there was two other people who lived in the D.C. area was in the car. And Dawn had to drive, which she didn't like. She didn't know the mountains at all. She had to drive because I was sick, and I had to throw up like every hour. It, oh, it was awful. It was just miserable ride. I think normally it was like a three and a half, four hour drive. It took us like six hours, and I was sick the entire six hours. Okay, I got it. But coming back from senior week, <laughs> so, do we, tell. We drank, smoked. God knows what for seven days. I'm not drinking my weight and alcohol. And that last night, we, we had a huge party. I don't even remember how much. And we were up all night long. Coming back the next day, and I think Leslie was driving. It was me and Leslie, Mindy, and I'm trying to think who else was with us. Maybe it was just us. I feel like there was somebody else there. Anyway, I remember throwing up in a cereal box. <laughs> I threw up in a goddamn, I don't know if it was Lucky Charms or Cheerios, and I was like, I got to throw up. They're like, we don't have anything. Here's a cereal box. I was like, that'll do, pig. <laughs> That's got to be it. That has to be it. If that sounds miserable. Yes. I mean, that, that sounds miserable. Because that was a seven, eight-hour drive back. Oh, man. yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. thinking I'm leaving the beach, and I'm going back to West Virginia. Oh, man. <laughs> Not only that, I'm fucking hungover as shit. I'm throwing up, and I'm probably going to throw up again. And eventually, this box is going to run out of room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's surprising. Right. It, it started, I'm sure it had the plastic in it. It's just sort of leaking through the sides. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I'll let you mention it. That's funny. When I left senior week, it was just, we weren't like a big group of us down there. Yeah, but when we came back, it was only me and Mark. Mm-hmm. And like, for some reason, we'd been drinking and it was like middle of the night. He was like, let's go home. I was like, all right. <laughs> so we got in his truck, go home. And I, he starts driving and I fall asleep in the passenger seat. We had his truck called the Spanish Fly. And uh, they said if, if, if we'd open the doors... It had it looked like it had wings. It would just do damage. It would never fly. But uh, so we're traveling, and all of a sudden I wake up to ah! And uh, uh, I wake up and there's a semi right next to my face. Mark had fallen asleep, 
And we literally, we were, somebody was right next to my face. We were inches away from that thing. Oh, shit. And I was like, I think I'll drive. <laughs> but I was like, where are we? He, we just gone up the coast. We haven't made, we haven't made it east yet. Oh. Mark was just going. We were in North Carolina. We were just going up the coast. I don't know where we we're going. <laughs> that ride ended up taking like ten hours to get home. I was like, we that was the dumbest thing we have ever done in that point other, in time in our life. The other good one would have to be after the Texas game when we flew oh. back. We flew back to Charlotte. You threw up twice on the plane. And you're like, all right, man, I'll drive the first leg. I'm like, all right, great. And you get in your truck, and we're pulling out of the fucking parking lot at the airport, and I lay my seat back, and no sooner than we get up to speed limit speed, I can feel the truck slow down, and we start to veer over, and I raise up, and I said, what's going on? And you said, yep, I'm about to throw up. I'm like, well, fuck, we didn't even left the airport parking lot yet. I, I didn't even stop the car. No. I was throwing up the truck. Entire way back there when I, I slipped, I slipped that entire <laughs> trip after that. That's because that stupid bitch on the on the uh, on the plane kept talking because we weren't sitting together. We no, were separated, we and that lady just kept yapping. I just and I was hungover because we were up. We drank all day Sunday. We drank for four days. Yes. <laughs> and Sunday was the worst. And we and that were, was supposed to be a day that of rest. That was a day of rest for us, and we did not li- listen to the Lord's word. And you said it's a day of rest. It was a day of rest. Oh man, I'll never. I, I just, I, I, if I could have killed somebody, I'd have killed her, because she would not stop talking. And I just thought, please shut up. <laughs> I was like, I just want to sleep. Please, uh, yeah, those would probably be my top, top two. Yeah, those are good ones. All right, man. All right, so we got Texas Baylor, and we'll see what happens. Yep, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. I mean, one more and I'm going home, going to bed. One more and I'm going home, going to bed.